You may fire when ready. podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to a very special bonus episode of Films in Black and White, everybody. Um, we are happy to be here, and we just got done covering Space Jam A New Legacy, not to let everybody know about the movie magic, but we also <laughs> wanted to cover uh, Loki yeah. because it's important and it's exciting, mm -hmm. and we didn't want to be constrained with a time limit, so it's just easy for us to say, let's put this and make it its own thing. So we are going to skip all of the like fancy... like catch that quotable and mm -hmm. you know su Straight barbershop summary and all that we are just gonna get Thanks. into it so gentlemen last week mm -hmm. episode six of loki dropped yes what has been your thoughts on the series and what has <sighs> been your thought on episode six specifically whoever wants to go first just somebody jump in Brian, kick us off. Yeah, I'm happy to talk about the Loki series. So I think when we started this year, January 2020, and I saw the slate of everything, Loki was on the bottom of my oh, interest. Absolutely. It was yep. dead last. It was, it. I didn't know what the hook was. I was really amped for WandaVision, uh, even before the first episode. Like, I thought that was going to be something really special. And then even knowing that eventually we would get a Spider-Man movie, I for sure thought, you know, yeah there's no way Loki is going to enter the top three. And now mm -hmm. I am talking about it, that that is a distinct possibility. We are halfway through oh, yeah. the calendar year and Loki might, it, it, it is, it does a lot of things I didn't think it would do. And that specifically is messing with timelines, which I think yep. has been untapped for Marvel. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is making Loki, more than just this punchline, not really a punchline, but more than just right. like this anti-hero villain who's always just kind of in the way. You never really know right. which way he's going to go. That's yeah. a shtick, right? Mm -hmm. And they made him someone remorseful, and that mm -hmm. was compelling, yeah. and I'm yeah. surprised. I, I, like I, I, I'm speaking here just in awe of the things I'm saying about this, because six months ago, I would have been like, no, Loki's just, it's going to be Tom Hiddleston being like, oh, what am I going to do next? You don't know. <laughs> and this show instead was like, yeah, what if there was an agency that made you reflect on every single bad choice you've ever made? What does that make you as a person? And you're like, oh, no. God damn, Marvel, yeah, calm like, down. Yeah. I just yeah. got aroused. Yeah, that's... I, <laughs> yeah. I, that was it. I that agree. did it right there. I yeah. agree. I mean, that I was that was it for me. I mean, like, it, this just jumped out at me. It is in the running for the top three this year, for sure. Yeah. Brian, I could not agree more. I will say this to kind of back up where you were at, because I had the same sentiment. Sure. I always used to put Loki on the same tier before this series started as Jack Skellington. I didn't <laughs> get the appeal. I didn't understand people no. who would tattoo him no, on their body. You're right. I didn't, I didn't fucking get it. It was you're like, right. what is the, the appeal of, of this? Day. What is the hell of what is the point of this villain? I don't get it at all. But now they've made been able to take something that I didn't understand yeah. and now make me go like, yeah. oh, no, that's awesome. Because yeah. the way they his his character development, his ability to feel remorse and to reflect. Um, and then again, like you said, fucking with timelines like yeah. I am 100 percent here yeah. for it. And also that score. The score of this show it did things to me. It yeah. was in every time I yeah. hear it, I get excited. Oh um, yeah. I so, was severely turned on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Doesn't, take, doesn't so, take much for me, yo. Yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> Everybody's got to own their own body. Natalie oh, Holt. Okay. Mm -hmm. Natalie Holt was the composer, I believe, and arranger. Honestly, I love that. Yeah, she was yeah. great. Um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think for me, I so just going into where the ranking thing is. 
Loki was definitely not last on my list, but it was second to last. Okay. And and I did think exactly what, what Brian explained. I thought it was just Loki jumping timelines, Loki, right? You know, just be causing a, a whole flu of mess of like, you know what I mean? Like not knowing yeah. what you're going to do next. Yes. WandaVision was last on my list. Um, and, and I had no interest in WandaVision because I never liked Wanda Maximoff as a character Very as they had her um, in Age of Ultra introduced oh, in Age of Ultra yeah. and stuff like I that. I absolutely understand that. It was just, it wasn't, nothing was compelling to me about that character, no. um, especially when they killed her brother. I was like, well, that's kind of like, it, it doesn't match the timeline of yeah. things in well, the comic book world, but you know. And there was whatever. always a push and pull there too. Yeah. Like that was a source of her, yeah. Yeah, right, right. And so for me, WandaVision was last, but Loki was definitely second to last for me. Right. Um, and I'll tell y'all what the first one was, was, was it was Falcon and the Winter Falcon. Soldier. Yeah. And that was Falcon and the Winter Soldier ended up being dead last. Right. WandaVision yeah. was first yeah. before. Now Loki's first, WandaVision is the next best, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier is dead last for me. And yeah. Loki just did it did it covered new area. It did exactly what it was supposed to do as a Marvel as this new beginning as Kevin Feige he said it he said yeah. that this phase 4 is going to be filled with new beginnings. And for you to kick it off with Loki, the guy who lost, the guy who was the butt of everybody's mm-hmm. joke, the yes. guy who, you know, you get him sometimes in Thor, you enjoy the relationship, but you don't know if he can really carry a movie on his own. You know Tom Hiddleston is um a great actor but you don't yeah. know if he, if Loki is a character with depth to carry yep. a whole series by yeah. himself. Yes. And so you get to see this deeper level with Loki and this realization. And you, f- I felt bad for the motherfucker, like oh, at yeah. the end of the day. At the like, end of the first episode. Yeah, yeah, I felt bad. I Wait, felt yeah. bad. By the way, I like that to make you feel that way. And me too. And I feel like a lot of people share the sentiment to, to get your writing to a point that it is so efficient, concise and heartfelt and strikes a chord with you in like less than an hour for a character that has been in multiple movies. For sure. That is impressive and a a Herculean effort. Like, Oh, absolutely. I I don't know how else to describe it. It's, it's, it's momentous. Like Um, you you, credit to the production and writing of it. Yeah. You were able to elicit that response from people because it's in the first episode as he is, Quickly, spoilers. If you oh, have not yeah, we're gonna Loki, spoil you Loki, not here. Loki at all. Um, you've avoided it right now. Like, just put a pause in this, pin it, come back and listen yes. to it after. And also, just go watch it. Like, stop, turn this. Yeah, off. what are you doing here? Yeah, why are you? Um, but um, that first episode when he's watching all his death and yeah. he has that like existential response to it all, mm. I was like, Jesus, that is some dread that I don't think. <laughs> I mean, Tom Hiddleston can act the fuck out of this. Yeah, like, yeah. Been awesome. So. I mean, I mean, you see, it's it's the it's the idea of the shift in Loki's character that you can physically yeah. see and in through dialogue you can see and hear and feel. Yeah. Because when he first gets to the TVA, he's telling every I'm Loki. I'm yeah. the gods are fake. All of this, like your gods mm-hmm. are fake. This is fake. I am a god. Yeah. Do you not know who I am? And literally. It when they showed the Infinity Stones was paper were paperweights. Yeah, it kind of set the tone early for what this was about to be. Because it's a great point when you look at like those that you know when they make that reference, like oh these are paperweights, these don't really mean anything. Yeah. When you get to the conclusion and the finale, y'all, you literally see they proved yeah. that shit was minor compared yeah. to what is coming up next. You wanted to top Thanos. This is the fucking way that you do oh, it. Yeah. You oh have yeah. To do it this way. Right. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I completely I, agree. Completely it, agree that the threat that was that they've set up is so much more significant than yeah. what and that ever could have been. I feel like this is a good time to talk about how I, I'm not gonna find it at the moment, but I do believe there is a quote from Kevin Feige saying, like, oh, the shows are gonna be their own thing, they're gonna mm-hmm. weave into the movies and the movies are their own thing. And at this point, I, I don't know if I would say that to somebody no, because yeah, I wouldn't I, either. I, this is so even just that first episode of like, Oh, these infinity gems, like they're no, they're nothing. And it sets no, the stage for like, wait, what is mm-hmm. the power then? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like if you are if you're doing the MCU now, you you got to commit. <laughs> you got to commit to yeah. the shows and the movies um, because 
it, well, you're going to get left behind now. And and even to that, and even kind of jumping to episode six, let's mm-hmm. do it. They've now made it so that way you can have them each be there. You can have it so that they can each be their own thing yeah. because they've branched off into their separate stuff. Um, but I would agree with you, Brian. Like, I don't think, especially after maybe after episode three, they can be separate of this mm-hmm. maybe, but episode one is no, you, you just got done watching Endgame, right? Yeah. Yeah. That shit don't matter anymore. <laughs> Hope you're ready. Trap it. Hope you're born over Tony. His sacrifice is kind of mm-hmm. like eh, snapped it and they don't really matter, but there you have it. So that's, yeah. I think that that's, yeah, it's pretty nuts how that, mm-hmm. that how they've been able to shift yeah. those gears so quickly. Um, I do think though that to, I don't want us to jump from like season one and six because there's a whole other <laughs> slew yeah. of characters in there that are really important. What do you all think of Sylvie? Um, Sophia Di Martino. Yep, Sylvie Laufey's daughter. Um, because for those of you who don't know Norse culture, or maybe you just need a recap. Or maybe you just need a recap. Refreshed. The sons take their dad's name. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, so you. What did you think of her as a character and how did you like how she was introduced into the show thoughts on that and just kind of going that route? This show is not, is, this show is nothing without Sylvie and, and everything that Sophia put into this role, because as much as you need Tom Hiddleston and what we knew, you also get this fresh take on a Loki and a perfect example that everybody's not going to be the same when it comes to this introduction of variants in this multiverse timeline. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and, and you just cannot have one without there are two sides of the same coin in acting and in character, the way that the characters were written, For like sure. they just had a chemistry that just worked. Not to mention she is gorgeous. Um, and, you <laughs> know, I don't want to just keep it to just the physical part, but like, she can act. She did very well in that. I, it didn't end like I thought it was going to be. I thought she was going to become the Enchantress. Um, oh. Turns out she just was because they kept hinting, "I'm yeah. going to enchant it. I'm just going to enchant it." That's a great like, okay, point. She's going to be the Enchantress, but it didn't go that way, which is fine because the way that they set up the character, Sophie in the end had to make the hard decision. Um, yeah. To basically, she wanted her full revenge, and she wanted to kill Kang. Well. The, the uh, he who remains. She wanted to kill he who remains. She wanted and to kill Mortis, which yeah. is a version of Kang because well, of complicated I mean, Marvel shit. But yes, and just but, but, but was it? But yeah, yeah, yeah we can right. get into that later. <laughs> right, right. But also the other but, parts uh, of this cast, um, Google Google Mabatha Ra, who played Ravana. Yeah, uh, Owen oh Wilson did a God. great job in this dance. Uh, Owen Wilson, I gotta give him props. He doesn't seem like he keeps up with Marvel movies, but he damn sure held um, his own in this. I read an interview and he where he said he's like, I haven't watched a single one. Yeah. So like somebody had to give him a crash course in like 20 Marvel movies yeah. before he started and, filming this. And he did but, it. And he did it. I think it works for and I think it works for the character that he for Morbius. I think it works because if you've watched Owen Wilson in any of these, like, um, yes. like bottle rocket, or if you've watched him in the Royal Tenenbaums or any of those, um, those style movies, he's yes. always very like sarcastic, but very mm-hmm. deep. So I think he was just, he was built for this role of being someone who was, I can, I can, he, I can sympathize with you and I can make my point through humor, yep. but I also know when it's time to turn it on and to be serious in this particular moment. So yeah, man, he nailed it. I, mm-hmm. I, I loved his character. Yeah, I gotta be honest. Blew away my expectations. Yeah. 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 I mean, I when he gets, when he gets pruned, I was legitimately sad. Yeah. I was like, God, I was shocked. Damn it. Like I was just shocked and sad. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, my that favorite is- character. That was episode. I think I want to say that was episode five. four. Four. That was, that f- was the end of four. Oh, four. four. It was the four. end of four. Oh yeah, my because gosh. five is where they trick the smoke monster, and then f- four is yep. where they You're all. Right. Yep. 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 Now, I mean, Jonathan oh. Majors. Yes. Jonathan okay. about Jonathan Majors. Jonathan yeah, let's motherfucking Majors. Now I heard this guy improvised his. Can't his his scene? Wow, Jesus! Uh, as far as far as like the dialogue was there, right? That they gave him, but standing on the table, his mannerisms and all of that. Well, so he also voiced the android version of the TVA gods. As oh, well. did he really? Yes, oh, he did. So he supplied the voice incredible. for them, 
And then um, he also, it was said that he improvised that entire scene where he's standing on the table, all of his movements, all of his actions was just him. And he really dived into this character. This was the moment. Like, Loki was good. But yeah. it gave Marvel. I, mean, I text Doug because Brian hadn't watched it yet. I text yes. Doug, and I said chat. that um, I said Marvel pulled a reverse fuck you, yeah. Because yes. while for Wandavision they were like, oh Mephisto, 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 and we get to the end and was like, oh gotcha, like, motherfuckers, no Mephisto. Yeah, this one was like, I literally said, there's no way they're going to introduce Kang or any Kang the Conqueror in yes, this fucking I show. Agree. Yeah. Because I mean, nobody, nobody was paying attention. That. I said that on this podcast mm-hmm. too. I will eat that crow. I said like, there's no way they're gonna do it. Like, mm-hmm. he's too big yeah. of a character. Well, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was very I wrong too. Yeah, I mean, I, you're absolutely right though. Like, this is a um, you all think of how this is gonna work. Y'all don't know shit. We're gonna do yeah. this exactly when we need to, how we need to, and when we need yeah. to. Like, yeah. it does not matter. Mm-hmm. Like. We run the table and this is just, I was, I was, I kind of knew that it, there were some things from doing research that I was like, I could not think of a better plan B than, than yeah. Kang. But mm-hmm. I just, and here's the other thing. If that's him improvising, holy shit. When he <laughs> actually has lines yeah. as Kang the Conqueror, dude, that too, he's going to go somewhere with this that I think we're, we're not ready for. Like, yeah, he's and- such a phenomenal actor. And backing up Marcus here, like that's, I mean, I read the, I think I read a similar piece, but it's like basically most of the stuff at the table, like he was just doing stuff that they were not ready for. And that is what sells the finale for me. Yeah. I I feel like Loki gets upstaged in his own show in the finale, but honestly, I'm okay with that Mm -hmm. because it breaks so many Marvel MCU cliches. Like Mm -hmm. at once we don't have, we don't have a CGI fist fight in the air no. with buildings being destroyed. That is gone. Yeah. Um, there's not like the like the big reveal is the the big reveal and the info dump, which is a little bit tropey, but it was kind of subverted for me because it was like you know usually when the hero hears that like it was you all along, right? WandaVision, she's like, I'm gonna fight back and we're gonna mm-hmm. set it right, and this was like. Oh, no. no. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. what what do we do? And that was where the conflict came from was Loki and Sylvie being like, can we just like think about this for a second? There wasn't a clear cut way to solve mm-hmm. that problem. And I feel like it broke two of those tropes right away, which made it so compelling to me. Absolutely. That was a great way to word that, Brian. That was yeah, that absolutely. Was really Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, here's my cho- here's my question to you all in that same guise of episode six. What choice are you making? If you are Sylvie and which side of this are you on? Are you team Sylvie or are you team Loki in this example? This is a hard decision for me because I feel like to take the responsibilities after hearing him say, I did not like this or I did not, you know, like I'm ready to basically he was ready to die. He was ready to die and he was ready to give it all up. I don't know. Do I want to put myself in a position to then be him and and feel what he feels because at some point I'm going to be on the other end of that. Yeah. But also, I don't know if I need to release a timeline, a multiverse like that seems yeah. chaotic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I feel like I feel as like Sylvie, and the reason why I can't completely side with her, she was blinded by her revenge, and the yep. only one that learned their lesson was Loki, which I yep. get is the whole plot of the whole thing. That yep, is so phenomenal. Yes. If I have, thank you. If I have to be somebody, I'd rather be Loki in my realization of yeah. life than be Sylvie, who's blinded and became Loki. Essentially, yep. at the end of the day, she became who Loki was, and, and, and Loki evolved into this different character. So I think that I would side with Loki more yeah. because of the because of the extra shit that I got out of it. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I, Brian? I am absolutely stuck on the fact that like Loki like Loki in that sequence was the only one that was like, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Like, or like just had some development. That's a great call out. I mean, like you can talk about Mobius, but like, that's more of a revelation. He didn't really, Mm -hmm. he didn't really grow. Like he was right. It doesn't really matter. Is it him at the end of the day? We'll get back to that. But like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think 
for me, I think for me, knowing that whoever this guy is, Immortus, Kang, whoever you are, you're clearly manipulating the timeline. There are there are lives at stake that are just gone. Like the timeline is just one circle, which is not its natural state. And And I guess if the choice is between working for the dictator and hoping I can make a difference or taking my chances with a multiverse war, but there's free will. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to pull a Sylvie. I'm going to go okay. for it. Interesting. Okay. That is okay. a good point too. Okay. That's a okay. good, like, Ravona says, she says that before she walks out, I'm going to go find free will. Yeah. 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 And, and that's a good point, Brian. What that about is you very good point. Yeah. Um, Doug, what would you do? The adage, I would always rather deal with the devil I know than the devil I don't. Interesting. Keeps coming back to my head. Like, I would rather play with the rules that at least I understand than the potential of it going off the rails. And I feel like knowing that, I feel like I would more than likely side with Loki in this of saying, Interesting. at huh. least I know what I'm getting here as opposed yeah. to. Once he's not there or once someone, whether that's him now and me later, once there's no guard at the tower, I don't know what's coming and it could be so much worse. Like separate the fact that it could, we could be getting another version of he who remains who's worse. Mm -hmm. We never know that, but if he's the only one keeping this together without it going into a thousand different directions, there, there are some things that I'm like, those thousand different possibilities could be so much worse um, than, than what we're dealing that's with. That's absolutely fair. So, absolutely. You have no idea what's on the other side of that door. You yeah. know what's on the other side of yeah. the, yeah. the... Yeah. yeah. But, so I, I, just, I, I think it's I, interesting. I, I, do, I do think that Loki's thing was he didn't even want to rule the timeline. No. Right? He, he just wanted to be with Sylvie. Yeah. That was literally the only thing that he really wanted was them to do it together in whatever capacity that was. He just wanted them to be together on yep. him ruling and, and doing it their way together. Right. Yes. Um, but I, I do think. Our, I think that the reason our reasonings, individual reasonings for deciding what side we will be on. It's all interesting because it's not about ruling the timeline. We made decisions yeah, right. based off of what our our feelings were during this whole series yeah. i think is that safe to say that we kind of yeah, like have, yeah absolutely yeah okay yeah because i but enjoyed also- loki having that moment where he got locked up and kept getting kicked by um lady lady, <laughs> lady because yeah. there was this point where he was literally on his knees and he was like i i like i get it i yeah. get it i'm gonna be alone and i really felt bad because in the end he was alone because mobius didn't remember uh, him hunter b15 uh, yeah. didn't remember him he lost sylvie yeah. So he was alone, and I think that that hurt him more than anything else. Marcus, you are blowing my mind right now. That's an incredible yeah. point. Yes. Thank you. Right. Yes. And I think the other part of that, and I think that that's where I get, that's the battle that I do with myself internally with this idea of like, yeah, it's better to deal with the devil I know than the devil I don't. But people are capable of change. Yes. And right. in a world in which someone yes. has control over your fate, and there is only one way for this to go out. <laughs> I'm not that chain. There's no permission to be able to do that Yeah. because you're right. That moment where he's getting beat up by lady Sif a thousand yep. times, mm-hmm. like he's not allowed to have a moment of growth or change or no. development. Mm-hmm. He just has to sit there and take it over and over and over and over again. And that is insane I mean- like, that people can't, develop that so that's that's the that's so hard for me and that's again like brian said that's a phenomenal point and what i do battle with in this scenario of like how does this where does this all shake out yeah yeah wow i i i feel like it also feeds into this thing of loki that the entire show is like talking about free will and and maybe as we're talking about this is like yeah like when we're talking about free will it is liberating and it's it's great but it is terrifying that you don't have you you may not have a plan you you may not have a safety net and i feel like it kind of filters into that and i also feel like you kind of see that in episode five which might be my favorite episode when they're in the void um and you just kind of see how loki is 
he just he gets so sick of himself that he yeah. starts to change in the in in one aspect there because I love that the episode introduced other Lokis and there's mm. other factions of Lokis and yes. there's this cutaway to him when the president Loki's like, ha ha, I'm here. And I'm, and someone's like, well, I'm going to double cross you. Oh, I'm going to double cross you. And he's like, oh, this is the worst. Like, yes. this is who I am. This yeah. is yeah. awful. Like clearly. Yeah. And he doing that. You're, yeah. You're going to be more lonely. You will be more lonely going through that growth. Cause you realize I don't want to be like this group of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he gets even lonelier. Cause the classic Loki was like, yeah, I'm going to help you. And now I'm dead. <laughs> like, yeah. so, against the grain of what a traditional Loki was supposed yes. to. And I think that that was a moment for him too. Like seeing, you know, you don't have to be this thing that people portray you to be. Right. And, yeah. and when Mobius, Mobius originally showed him his whole lifespan and the span of that interrogation, he literally saw that moment happen. What is, imagine y'all, imagine watching your entire life and you think like, I am going to be something great. This TVA is a joke. And it shows you, no, this is how it ends. It's over. No, nah, man, you get choked by Thanos. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, You get choked yeah. and killed by Thanos. Not You can't get bought back. You don't get snapped back. Yeah. You yeah. get killed. And you didn't accomplish the things that all the backstabbing you did didn't right. accomplish or get you anywhere. Yeah. yeah. To be yeah. honest with you, it as someone who has struggled with anxiety, playing those memories of your greatest misses over in your head is precisely what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Of That's playing crazy. it over and over and over and over For again, sure. going like, how do I get out of this? Oh, wait, no, that's just who I am. And you start to feel really, really stuck. And mm-hmm. so that's why I, I see some parallel to this. Um, even as you all were talking about it, that's that's kind of striking me now. If there's this like there is this moment where you have so many versions of yourself inside of your head telling you the way things have to be that at some point in time, you have to just be like, I'm so fucking sick of this. I just don't want to do this anymore. And I have to break out of it. This shit got deep. That's a really good metaphor, Doug. And, and again, and then to play into the fact of like the time of this and that the, and I think about it like in terms of like, how your how mental health specifically some things can harm those that are close to you they're sure. all done out of self-preservation mm-hmm. or okay. at least in in my anxiety was very much out of like i don't want to be left alone like i don't want to be um by myself so i would tell people what they'd want to hear and it's just this mm-hmm. entire sense of like and then i would avoid breaking the truth to them which only gets worse over time. This whole thing was just like a, as I start to peel this back, I was like this, the metaphor here is very interesting for me as like, it comes to free will um, anxiety and other things. Like, it's just very, very interesting. Um, And again, that's how I interpret it. It Nothing and how I've experienced it, but you do eventually have to just get sick of the, like, these people are the worst, but they're just <laughs> myself, and yeah. I need to. Yeah. I Doug, need to that was this. that was really vulnerable that you shared that, and I yeah, appreciate it. And I, I that made me connect with this show even more because, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like that's pretty relatable. It's relatable yeah. for me when I right. made decisions, and yeah. yeah, there's definitely a president Brian that's like, Haha, and, I, and now I've done this, and I'm in the corner like. I just want to do something else now. Like I, you know, I feel (laughs) like that's super relatable and really, yeah, that was, that was great. I'm just, that's kind of sitting with me. Yeah. The ability to evaluate the ability to, to that self-checking thing is hard. Mm -hmm. And and I think that while WandaVision covered grief very well and the stages of grief very well, Loki, Loki did this thing where it was like, this is a you versus you thing. Yes. It's nobody else's fault except your own. And when you're having that realistic conversation with yourself, that shit gets scary. Because honestly, all the power lies in your hand as of you could have been this, but you decided to be this instead. Yeah. And I think that that's where you kind of see like with Sylvie, you kind of like you kind of sympathize with her because she's she's very scared and she's very like angry and she just yep. says like, yep, this is, I have to, I have to see this through yeah. to the end and this is who I am. But then that realization at the end of like, Oh no, like what, what is happening? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, Marcus, you are precisely right. Like these, 
This dealt with a, there is no other person to look at. There is no other person to cast doubt on or blame Mm -hmm. on. You have to own the good parts of yourself. And I think that the one thing that I appreciate about this is it's like, you don't just own the bad parts of yourself. Mm -mm. Right. Yeah. You have to own the good parts of yourself as well, which I think is the thing that especially at the beginning when Mobius is like, you're a Loki. This is what you do. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck shit up. Basically like you, you go in, you mess stuff up, you get off by Thanos. Mm -hmm. The end. There's no chance for like, love or growth or development or good things for you according to other people according to other people but when you start to define it for yourself yeah it looks very different and i just i really appreciated that message of like you said it's you versus you and there's nobody else out there Mm -hmm. well and i feel like a really good uh, like piece to go a companion piece there is the lamentous episode mm-hmm. and yes. i feel like i when they were interviewing him for all the media tom hiddleston they were like what's your favorite episode he's like oh it's either episode four or episode five and um i i get i get why there is a type for lamentous mm-hmm. um because Actually, this would be episode three then, technically. Anyway, um, so for yeah. Lamentis, though, to, uh, to just keep going with this train of thought, this is the episode that I enjoyed because it was really just like Loki v. Loki. Like, we haven't really been able to dig into this, and he's, like, enamored with himself mm-hmm. in a way, and you're kind of like, okay, he's, like, into himself, this tracks. But then you get to the point where you learn, like, no, like, she had a actually pretty traumatic childhood and was stripped away from her parents. And she's been, like, mm-hmm. basically timeline hopping ever since. So her only understanding of the world is when it's ending. So, yeah, like, yeah. what does that do to a Loki or a person? And he just, he has all this bright energy. And she's just like, please stop. <laughs> like, just let's go home. I don't want to be around you. And I feel like that's just some incredible reflective stuff that you can do with that character. And it's like, oh, man, all I could think of was like, what does this look like with like Cap or like Black Widow? Or like, what is this interaction like if if these other like Tony Stark meeting another version of himself? That's all I could keep thinking about. And I was like, man, that that could be something because this is so rich, which then like gets into the finale here of like. The future is so bright for Marvel. I mean, it is is blinding. Well, and this is why I think this show got me hyped for Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Because there is a possibility that we are seeing a V version with um, Tom. What's the Tom Holland. I got him confused. There were two Tom names. And I was like, which one am I going to say? But Tom Holland, Spider-Man running into other Spider-Mans. Mm hmm in different places of their life with different circumstances surrounding them, Mm -hmm. who they're even romantically involved with Mm -hmm. is fascinating to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's two MJs and a Gwen Stacy. One of them is dead Mm -hmm. and it's all, it's dealing with that. It's dealing with that sense of self and like having to look that in the mirror. Like there's, that's going to be, if they do that, if that mm-hmm. I know there's always been there's rumor like this sort of like will they won't they with mm-hmm. Spider-Man. If that's the route they go, I'm fucking here for it. it because that character study, that self character study, a character studying itself is going to be interesting. Here's the question I got for y'all. What's that? Okay. And it was the first thing that I thought of. Well, no, it wasn't the first thing. I'm not going to lie. It was like I thought about it the day after I watched the finale. Um, what happens when you get what you want? Because Sylvie oh, goes to the about, like, end. Marvel fans. I was like, I don't no, know why I spend a no. shitload of more money. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I mean, that Marvel's going to do that every time regardless, right? But, right? but I do think that if you're Sylvie, you go through this whole journey mm-hmm. and you get what you want. Yeah. You just killed the person responsible for taking you. But yeah. now you've opened up Lord knows what. Is it worth it in the end? Like you have to imagine she's sitting there after you kill Immortus or whoever this character is, the variant version of, of Kang. And like, what is going through her mind? I mean, that's a good question. Um, I mean, for me, hmm. that idea of getting what you want. I mean, she's been fighting this battle since she's was a young kid. So I mm-hmm. think, 
there's always a moment when you've been chasing something for a long time and it finally happens. There's a moment where it doesn't feel real. Right. Well, the dog catches the car. Right. And I think there's a moment where, you know, I'll speak for myself. Like if it was Doug Wagner as Sylvie. Right. Doug Wagner is going like, holy shit, I finally did it. Mm -hmm. But then the realization of what doing it means is very slowly starting to set in. Yeah. Of like, oh, I did it. Oh, I did it. Like, yeah. and especially as you're watching the sacred timeline branch off a thousand different directions, yeah. going, that's me that would gave everybody their free will back. I mean, free will is the same reason why people can choose that a vaccine doesn't work. Right. Believe, you know what I mean? Like yeah. free will is a sword that cuts both ways. So there's a part of me that's going like, yeah, they all have free will. What terrible shit are they going to do because they have free will? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that, that's what I'm slowly starting to realize. But that's, that's me. If it was me in that role, not her. I do think though, there is a moment though, that she's been chasing it for a, such, such a long time, not even relief. Um, it, they talk about this with athletes. Like when they finally will win a gold medal, they kind of go great. Now what? Like, I don't even know what to do now. Yeah. I think that that's why vengeance is such always the bad angle because once you've killed the person, you're getting vengeance on um what do you sit back and do then mm -hmm. i mean batman says that shit all the time like you don't want to just to go kill him they say it in batman uh batman with the one with jim carrey he goes great you're gonna go right. kill him then who are you gonna kill yeah yeah great yeah. and after that who is it and you'll keep going and killing and running and killing and you'll never feel good about it like I, until you do yeah. something real I, I think that's a spectacular meditation on it I don't have a ton to add. I think, I, I mean, I feel like for Sylvie, like I, I have to imagine if I'm going to go from a, like a production standpoint, I feel mm -hmm. like we're going to see her again. Oh, and sure. It wouldn't surprise me if she is trying to right wrongs. Like, I feel like you have that drive to just fix this thing that was wrong. So maybe she's just timeline hopping and trying to fix wrongs. Maybe. Yeah. Um, if if it were me, I'm not going to lie. Like, if this is the goal I have been going for for a while, I would like some time off. I'd like to go to a branch timeline where everything's like a nice Caribbean island and, and there's no conflict. And it's like, mm. yeah, everyone just is chill here. And I would rest. Yeah. And hang out. That's just yeah. me. I don't feel like Sylvie's going to be that way. Mm -hmm. um, but that's kind of where I see her character going is like, I still want to write these wrongs and I don't know how to do it. And it's probably going to be really messy. Um, that's how I see gonna be the one who tells her. Yeah, you were mad about one TVA. You just right. created like 60 of them. So yeah, like, who, right. who do you think is the one who tells her like, um, there's a lot more now. Um, you do what you did that. 60 times. Yeah, deal with that how you want to. Do you, I mean, we'll over here. How do you it. feel about that, Marcus? Like, do, do you do you have any thoughts on that? On my question? Yeah. Yes. Um, here it's 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 a hard it's a hard thought. We were just having a deep conversation, and 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 I think when I catch when I do it. Right, and I'm and I'm I'm thinking of what's next, just like Doug said. Yep, mm -hmm. I, I like you. You achieve this goal for yeah. me personally. My thing is always okay. What's next? It's the next thing. Sure, there isn't a lot of time for the celebratory, like give yourself props and all that kind of stuff like that, because the next goal needs to be accomplished. Also, right. if I'm thinking from Sylvie's perspective, and this is all foreshadowing, right? Mm. If I'm thinking from Sylvie's perspective, I pushed away Loki, yeah. the person that I did care about, to make this move. Literally, what does this do for yeah. me now? Because I found somebody that I actually trusted and cared about, yeah. caused chaos, and now I'm here by myself as well, which is something I didn't want either. Both of them didn't want to be alone. She lost her family. She's been yeah. alone this entire time. Now they're both alone after having this damn near breakthrough. Mm -hmm. Was it, I guess my question as Sylvie would be, was it worth it? Yeah. It's a great question. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I just, this, move, this it, it got deep, but I, I, I do like Marvel's series run. I like yeah. the idea of eight I mean, episodes. I like the idea of releasing on a Wednesday. Yeah. Like, that is so manageable. Yeah. It's realistic, and it gave me something to look forward to in the middle of the week. Yes, 
it, yes. it, I don't recommend everybody doing this shit because you have to have something compelling <laughs> in order to keep my attention from right. week to week. And I like the six. The six episode yes. format was oh my gosh, that was what refreshing. That was it was good. nice. Like it didn't feel drawn out, unnecessarily drawn out. It mm-hmm. felt like, yep, this is paced exactly mm-hmm. as we need it to be. And it also yeah. like kept my hype for it. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have to worry about man, I didn't have to worry about a whole season because I'm kind of going through that with the bad batch right now on Star Wars uh, on Disney Plus. I'm being it. totally candid. I'm losing a little interest because I'm like, we got a whole we got like eight more of these. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll tune in in like a few weeks because like yeah. I just it's it's the hype. Like it's just the energy isn't there for me yeah. every week for that type of show. Yeah. Knowing there's ten more episodes, and yeah. with Loki, it's like, nah. If you're not doing this, you're gonna miss the like you're gonna mm-hmm. miss it. And yeah. and and it's also it's not weeks, hard for you know? to catch up. There's six of them. Like yeah. right, if you get behind. You'll just watch two. Yeah, Enjoy. exactly. Like, yeah. I, I like that so much more. And I also, if you're going to shorten your episodes, but they're going to be higher quality, yep. I'm, I'm here for that 100% every I, time. Like, I'm not, not going to be yeah. upset about that. I know some people were like, it's an hour, though. And I'm like, yeah, like, it's an hour. Let's go. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. An hour of what feels like a Marvel movie. Like, it just, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It just made this, this series is the introduction to the fucking multiverse. And I just yeah. didn't think we would get here. Mm-hmm. So we quickly. got here fast. We yeah. got yeah. here very fast. Like I mean, you, the question was, we asked the question on this podcast, what is Marvel going to do to keep our attention for the next 10 years? Yeah. Well, they got and it. And it's like, well, you figured it the hell out. Like, does Sony mm-hmm. get a Spider-Man now? We <laughs> get a Spider-Man. Everybody oh. gets a Spider-Man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, that's what it looks like. It's and such an elegant answer to all of these outstanding questions of like, well, is this the timeline or not? Like, mm-hmm. is, is Morbius in the universe or not? And you can just say, yup, like it's an alternate universe. What about Steve and staying in the 40s after Endgame? Wouldn't that break the timeline? No, multiverse, like Kang. Like, yeah. you can just solve yeah. all of it with this. And it's elegant and simple. I do wonder, I, and we don't need to answer this question, but I really do wonder how they market stuff moving forward because we are all super tuned in. Yeah. Someone like, I'll use my mom. I've used my, like my mom as an example mm-hmm. previously. She's got no flipping clue what a multiverse is. And if she if she's like, I want to go see that new Spider-Man movie, like, oh, like <laughs> I wonder how Marvel, how do you catch people up? Because you're in keep yeah. up mode so deep now. I don't know how you do this concisely. I don't know. Well, Kevin guess- Feige had a, they had a meeting about the rules of the multiverse. Oh. And so I do think that that's interesting that they're not just going to, I feel like that meeting was, we're not going to throw multiverse at every single thing that we yeah. do to explain it and to put boundaries on, like, I mean, scientifically yeah. you can't but like no, to put boundaries it. on the multiverse allows them to still make original content maybe this is the main timeline and we'll have distinctions mm-hmm. of a yeah. different timeline so that was one thing i wanted to slide in there before doug um, got his point across was that they <laughs> did have a meeting about the rules of the multiverse right well and i think the other thing is is you pair that news with the they're moving disney and, and marvel studios moving away from signing people to multi yes like eight nine ten year contracts yeah, yeah. you're signing people short term because essentially they can come in yep. be committed to a character and mm-hmm. if they decide to move on they can say multiverse like it's yep. fine it's a different mm-hmm. same yep. same character same powers different person like Which, it gives them a little bit more like flexibility yeah. um so I just yeah. I think even Don Cheadle's executive producing War Machine, mm-hmm. like yeah. you get you get the actors actually being able to develop the characters they've been playing this whole time. That's yeah. huge, and it keeps the interest going. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. My last question before we slide this out, and I have one yeah. more question. Okay. My last question for all of you is: Take us ten years from now. Okay. What do you hope? What if you had to create a version like knowing what we know now after Loki has finished? What do you secretly hope comes up later? Like what MCU, what Marvel story that deals with multiverses would you be super excited to see? Oh, easy. That's easy. Go ahead. Um, it just slipped my mind. Spider Man collecting the heroes and the villains. Um, Spider Wars. 
Is oh, it Spider Wars? Yeah. Uh, Web Warriors? Where something like this, whatever, whichever one where it's Spider Man having to collect the heroes yep. to mm-hmm. fight this big bad or have this war for the worlds. I think that that is the one because there's this rumor that Tom Holland is now, and we talked about it on here, he's in, he's in talks to do his next trilogy. Yep. So now they had the first three, which would be Spider-Man Far From Home. Now the next three would cover him like in college or as an older Spider-Man. And then the next three would cover him and as an adult. Us watching Tom Holland grow to be this adult Spider-Man and him being the Robert Downey Jr. of this this part of phase four, five and six and it ending with him having to bring everybody together. I think that's in 10 years is kind of the role that we, this is kind of where we go or Galactus one or the other. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I think, I think it's either, it's two things for me. I think it's either you get to incursion, uh, which was an event in which all of the multiverses were collapsing on each other. And basically like basically earth 200 brought all of their helicarriers to earth 201 and was like, okay, this is our home now. And like, they just duked it out. Everyone's versions duking it out. Um, I feel like that is a distinct possibility. Yeah. I do also feel like after we're going through all of this, I do feel like the end point here. I don't see how it's super clean. Like it could be, mm-hmm. it could absolutely be clean and, and yeah. it's fine and we move on. But what I feel like is that we're focusing on so many consequences already in the yeah. first part of this phase with WandaVision, um, mm-hmm. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, even yeah. Black Widow to an extent. Mm-hmm. I feel like this phase will have a consequence that ends up either in battle world or like essentially resetting some things in the timeline. Like it, I just, I have this gut feeling it's going to pull that way where um, it's like, Oh, we got battle world. Cause y'all kept messing with the timeline so much. And now yeah. we just have all these pieces in one planet and you got to figure it out. Um, I feel like that is a distinct possibility now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Brian, that's Good what point, I was. Brian. That's my, that's my hope. That's that's what I oh, want. Okay. That's kind of what I want to see, to be honest with you. The my, Secret Wars? My hope is Secret Wars. Secret Wars. Oh, this. that's the one I was talking about. Secret yeah. Wars. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I hope yes, that yes, Secret yes. Wars is the end game of this. And I yep. say that because and I think it's a very distinct possibility. Again, there are it's it's way too this is this is speculation to the <laughs> thousandth degree. Oh, like yeah. there's no way that there's any type of certainty with this at all. But mm-hmm. you're about to have a Fantastic Four movie in the next couple oh, years yeah. where in theory you're introducing Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom yep. is the chief villain of Secret Wars because he's the one that's like all of these timelines. I said, yep. yeah, fuck it. It's battle world now because I'm a god. Basically, it's Dr. Doom going, I'm a fucking god. This is battle world now. See, you all worship me. Secret it's, Wars 2. Secret Wars 2, technically. Yes. 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 But, it's, it, but it's, I mean, and all the Thors are like his cops, yep. like from all yep. the different like yep. timelines. And it's super cool. And I would love to see how they play out. Now, it's yeah. going to be insane. Um, about how that all shakes out. Yeah, but I, it would be kind of cool to see in in Marvel fashion if they could pull that off. But again, yeah. like Brian, like I think this is a good point for you to note and for our listeners to note. Mm. Grain of salt, this because yeah. it's we are still trying to figure out. Yes, we got to get to Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> I mean, we got to get to Spider Man. There's yeah. a lot of things that have to shake out, and I think again to Marcus's point, we have to learn the rules of yeah. this multiverse before anything else comes up like so for sure i do i think i think spider-man is going to be the movie that answers a lot of questions oh or, really? i mean and, and posing a lot of new questions too right but i i think mm-hmm. spider-man is the catapult into multiverse of madness where obviously multiverse of madness is going to answer the questions that we want on how it sure. works and what it does spider-man is the introduction into us and this main timeline being introduced to the multiverse yeah. like because we know it exists and now the question is how the hell is everybody about to react to mm-hmm. the multiverse and how how it operates and being able to access it and like who can and who can't and what does thor think like yeah. you know what i mean like there's a whole lot to it yeah that you Completely know agree. it's going to have to be like uh, like a text dump. Like, I don't know another way to say it. There is going to have to be that moment in one of these movies. I assumed it would be in Doctor Strange, but 
Yeah. I can, you've convinced me that it could absolutely happen in Spider-Man because that mm-hmm. could be the crux of the movie of like, how do I get back home? Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, in all three movies. Yeah. Yeah. So, or maybe yeah. there is no way home. Or, so. or, yeah, exactly. There's no way back home is you know? a, a metaphor for your old version of reality. Like yeah. that reality with the deep is cut. done. Well, the Man. rumors around Spider-Man, I don't know if y'all heard, but hmm. the rumors around Spider-Man are that Green Goblin, the Sinister Six, all sure. of these villains are going to, they, they die in their timelines. When the multiverse gets revealed, they get bought to Tom Holland's main universe. They don't want to go back to their universe because it means that they obviously would die. Yeah. So then Tom Holland has to battle all of them and that he has to reach out for help across sure. the multiverse sure so like Put that was back. what the rumor yeah. of the plot line is and and i think it's a great introduction to show hey we reached out to the old we got yeah. the new and sony has their sinister six and every venom venom gets his own spider-man now and it's like it yep. just goes from there so it's yeah. i don't know yeah. yeah yeah it's exciting either way like and yeah. i think you're right i think it's brian i think it's a star wars style scroller <laughs> that's like, that's up you know that's that you have to kind of catch up with so seriously yeah oh my gosh i don't know what they're gonna do or i could very see very really see spider-man starting with this like a scene the scene from episode six where those timelines start branching off oh cut it and leave it there like i could see that doing that and saying you know cut fade to black wake up to peter waking up in his bed yeah 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 so for real, it's gonna be nuts. Yep, it will be. Um, and Loki got announced for season two. For those of you that, that is, know, he's so. coming back. Exactly, it's be... the first show to get um, renewed. A renewed as a season two, um, yeah. which makes yeah. sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they always said that Falcon could be, um, <laughs> but they never released firm I, like ideas on it. I think they're really mm-hmm. going for the movie. I think yeah. you're right based on what they're saying. So yeah, that'll be something. Right. Yep, gentlemen, great bonus episode. Thank you all for tuning in and to listen to this one. Um, this one should release after. So if you haven't listened to Space Jam yet, go over and do that. Um, as always, catch us on our Patreon um, to get early access to this bonus episode when it drops. Otherwise, thank you all. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we will catch you all next week. Yep. Hoo.